Hey, world travelers. I'm Samantha Williams. And I'm Samantha Knoll. This is Death on Destination. Each week, we will tell a story of people enjoying paradise before something went terribly wrong. As travel agency owners, we've seen some of the most beautiful locations. And we've also seen what hides just beyond gorgeous tourist sites. Join us this week as we discuss the Chloe Wigan story. Vacationing with family should create some of the most wonderful memories. However, sometimes things do not go according to plan. Instead of soaking up the sun, the Wagon family had to deal with the ultimate tragedy, the loss of their beloved 18-month-old Chloe. This is her story. On July 7, 2019, the Royal Caribbean Freedom of the Seas, which at that time was their largest ship, was docked at the Pan America Dock 2 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. The ship was getting ready to set sail on a seven-night cruise, which would have visited the ports of St. Martin, St. Kitts and Nevis, Antigua and Barbuda, St. Lucia and Barbados. Upon embarkation of the ship, the family was so excited to take a look around. Grandfather Salvatore Anello, often went by Sam, was asked by Kimberly, Chloe's mother, to watch over her while Kimberly had to go run and do something else on the same deck. Like he had done many times before, at one point, Sam was chasing little Chloe around as a bunch of people hustled and bustled to get on the ship. Chloe ran over to the window to look out as she has done multiple times throughout her life at her older brother's hockey games. So Sam, the doting grandfather, decided to pick her up and let her look outside the window. And this is where our story truly takes a turn for the worse. As Sam was lifting Chloe up, there was a banister that you had to lean over to even be able to see out of the windows. Sam picked Chloe up over the banister where she would be able to see out the windows because they were slightly slanted towards the outside. Between the banister and the wall of windows, there was about an 18-inch gap. After Sam had picked little Chloe up, to put her on the banister. He's looking out over the edge of what he perceived to be a closed window, as you had said, Samantha. And unfortunately, what happened next was he lost grasp of little Chloe, and that is where she fell about 150 feet to her death, and she landed on the dock below. Reports state that Dr. Marcel Alexander Armand Van Drunick was the doctor on board Freedom of the Seas that day. Dr. Van Brunick got a call at 4.04 p.m. of reports of an accident on the gangway. Dr. Van Drunick ran to the gangway where he, quote, says, about halfway down the pier, we saw the body of a baby laying on the pier. It was a female, 18-month-old baby laying face down with multiple traumatic injuries. There was no life, according to the doctor. He saw one pink shoe and the white hat was laying on the pier not far from the deceased. He said, I immediately shouted for a sheet to cover the body. The account from Dr. Van Drunick says that he heard screaming coming from the 11th deck of the ship. He decided, not knowing if there was any more injury, to go ahead and run up to the scene of the chaos where he actually saw Sam being escorted away. 
Sam was seen being led away from the scene, sobbing and being escorted by two individuals who are thought to be employees from the cruise ship. And he was just sobbing, I dropped my baby, I dropped my baby, I dropped my baby. And he was in complete disbelief, fell to his hands and knees, could not believe what had just happened. And later on, he was quoted as saying, it seems like it's not real. She's such a beautiful little girl, a perfect little girl. He was also quoted as saying, I remember trying to find her on the floor and then I saw her fall. I saw her fall. I saw her fall and I was just in disbelief. And I was like, oh my God, I think for a while I was in shock and I was just standing there. He also said, and then I just remember screaming that I thought there was glass. He said, I thought there was glass. I still say it to myself. It's just, I kind of relive it all the time. And I just thought there was glass there. I don't know what else to tell you. During the chaos, Chloe's mother, Kimberly, made her way back to the scene. Without knowing completely what happened, she did see the incident that you just spoke about where Sam was being led away, which only led her to realize something was wrong with her child. Though there are conflicting reports about how Kimberly came back to the scene, all reports do say that Kimberly immediately started yelling at Sam, saying, you killed my baby, to which he responds, I know, while sobbing. Dr. Van Drunick says of the situation that the parents were emotionally traumatized asking to see their child and that Kimberly actually had to be given a sedative to help calm her down. Dr. Van Drunick also offered a sedative to Sam, but he did refuse. So Samantha, something I found interesting while going through articles to see if anything like this had ever occurred before was that back in December of 2012, there was an article written about a 14-month-old little boy who was on the Monarch of the Seas, which is also a Royal Caribbean ship, ported out of Port Canaveral. He crawled away from his dad and he somehow slipped through a crack on the 11th floor and fell to the 10th floor below. He was initially taken to the medical wing and treated, but doctors said that his injuries were more than what they could handle on board the ship. So he needed urgent medical attention and could only be provided by a hospital. So the cruise ship turned around and had to return to Port Canaveral so that they could debark the family and put the child on a medical helicopter going to a hospital there in Florida. So something like this has happened, obviously not as tragic because the little boy did survive and he made a full recovery. But it just goes to show that this is not the first time something like this has happened with Royal Caribbean. That's terrifying. So it's really no wonder to me that the family decided to file a civil suit against Royal Caribbean. And they decided this very quickly after the incident. So reading directly from the civil suit paperwork that we found online, the family alleged that While some who are uninformed may initially characterize this type of incident as a freak accident, it is, in fact, quite common. In fact, this type of risk was, at one time, a common enough hazard that there were numerous industry standards put in place to prevent this very type of incident. Yet, at all times material hereto, the middle row of the glass wall aboard the vessel violated national and international codes, standards, 
guidelines, and recommendations applicable to windows, including but not limited to industry standards set forth by the ASTM International, other cruise lines, and other cruise ships owned and operated by defendant itself. So based off this 21-page document that we were able to obtain, it tells us that 4,700 children are injured annually in the United States following a fall from a window, and approximately 18 children per year die from such falls. So they're alleging that because this window pane area was in the kids section aboard the ship, there should have been more precautions taken to keep children safe. The civil suit was filed December 11th, 2019, and they go on to say that the defendant did not provide reasonably safe children's entertainment areas, including reasonably safe windows in such areas, which would prevent small children and other passengers from falling through the subject windows. They were also not adequately marking these areas. There were no visual cues, and there were certain safety devices that were available at the time that were not implemented to these windows. And Sam, you had said earlier that this was the largest cruise ship at the time, and certainly the largest that Royal Caribbean had. It was new and state-of-the-art, so they're saying this should not have been overlooked. Exactly. So you're right, Samantha, this should not have happened. And the family feels very strongly that Royal Caribbean is culpable for negligence. However, Royal Caribbean stands firm that they were not at fault here. And in fact, federal judge Donald Graham, he basically absolved the cruise line of any liability whatsoever. He stated, Mr. Anello reached out in front of him and felt no glass in the window opening before extending the decedent out the window opening. A reasonable person through ordinary use of his senses would have known the dangers associated with Mr. Anello's conduct. Accordingly, the defendant, Royal Caribbean in this case, owed no duty to warn of it, the federal judge concluded. So basically... Judge Graham is saying that Royal Caribbean didn't have to put warning signs up that Mr. Anello, Chloe's grandfather, Sam, should have used reasonable, I guess, judgment and not put his granddaughter up there to begin with. He also stated that the true risk creating danger here was Mr. Anello lifting a child up to an open window. The plaintiffs have provided no evidence showing the defendant was on notice of that danger. I've seen the document and I have, you know, I have read through, as have you, all of the claims by both sides. And, you know, we're familiar with cruise lines and how things work with them, but I I just can't, I don't understand why a window was open to begin with. Right, especially in a children's area. And I think that just painting a picture for people, they're able to go onto our Instagram and our Facebook and look at our show notes to be able to access these photos so they can get a visual representation themselves. But to me, as a mother, I have small children and I can't fathom picking these children up and and leaning them over a banister. But there is also that idea that when you're at a theme park or on a cruise ship, these are catered to families and they should be taking every step to make sure that children are safe. And an open window where a child could go crawl out of it if they were 
unattended or ran away from their parents momentarily, because kids can do anything very quickly, is just unimaginable to me. Right. Well, and, you know, there's a little bit more to the story as well, because in Puerto Rico, they didn't have to, and you know more about this, Samantha, they didn't have to press charges against Sam. um, And they didn't have to really do anything, but they did. And I'm going to let you segue into that because you have a little bit more knowledge in that area than I do based on your background. Right. In Puerto Rico, and in fact, the United States as a whole, negligent homicide in this instance is a misdemeanor. So it is up to the discretion of the courts whether to proceed with indictment of crimes like this. And oftentimes they're not pursued because they are looked at as tragic accidents. The intention behind them, according to most of the courts, is that it was not intentional. So knowing that really brought up a huge question to me. They did not have to charge him, so why did they? And I did a little bit of digging and talked to a few people who have more knowledge of this than even I do, and there are several reasons. The first being that they did not likely want the family to come back years down the road, maybe after Mr. Anello had passed and say, you did nothing. You did not pursue charges and my daughter did not get the justice she deserved. So that's step one. Step two would be that they don't want people thinking that San Juan, Puerto Rico as a whole is unsafe. They want to show that they're taking the precautions to to keep children safe so that people keep coming back. And the third is a little bit more grim and not something that anybody has necessarily stated, but there is a whole sub thread on Reddit that discusses the idea that perhaps the Puerto Rican government went ahead and charged Mr. Anello because they rely so heavily on tourism that they did not want to take the side of the family over the cruise line because it could hurt their economy. And whether that's true or not, it certainly brought a lot of questions to my head. Yes, mine as well. You know, the crazy thing about all this, Samantha, is that there is still more evidence. There's video evidence out there. And, you know, Royal Caribbean has video cameras all over that ship. But oddly enough, there was only one video angle released to the family. The two of us, I I think we kind of have a little different viewpoint on the video. So I'll let you start with where you are on the video and then I'll kind of chime in. Sure. I mean, so safe to say I was so against him getting charged from the beginning with everything that I had seen. And then they released the video evidence and my mind was blown. And again, I'm not speaking to the intention of Mr. Anello here because I, again, I have two small boys and I know that my parents and even my grandpa and my husband's parents would do everything possible to keep my children safe. But seemingly in this video, he's chasing little Chloe around, which matches up with everything that we had heard before. They go over to the window. He picks Chloe up, but he seems to stick his head out the window for many seconds. I counted to be about eight seconds before he picks her up. And a lot of people use the word dangled her out the window. 
I don't know that the video really shows that it's kind of grainy, but he certainly puts her up to that window that he stuck his head out of. And Royal Caribbean released this video with arrows showing so you could follow Mr. Anello through this whole process. And that really, to me, kind of gave me a whole different perspective. Yes. However, if you, I saw the exact same thing the first time I watched the video and my brain was kind of spinning in all different directions. So I stopped and I took a breath and I watched the video again, but this time I did not pay attention to the arrows that Royal Caribbean intentionally want you to pay attention to. Instead, I paid attention to everyone around Mr. Anello and Chloe. So I watched from beginning to end and I, I did in fact see Sam lean over the railing. However, I stopped watching him at that point and paid attention to the other people. And the video is about a minute and 58 seconds long. So at about a minute and 56, minute and 55 seconds, you can see Sam hits the ground and the video has no sound. So you can't really tell what's going on, but presumably he's screaming, which gets the attention of all of the people around him. And in the next couple of seconds, you can see everybody swarming to the sides of the railing. And in, in the video, the arrow that is pointing at Sam and the, the part of the eight seconds where you spoke about Sam presumably leans out the open window. I don't think that that's quite accurate. And here's why, because if you watch the video and watch the surrounding people in those final seconds, they too lean over the railing. And if we're to believe that Sam was leaning out of an open window, then we should also believe that every other person that was by the railing was also leaning out of an open window. And we know that to be untrue because there was only one open window, which is the window that Chloe fell out of. So that to me is, it's very misleading the way that that video was presented and the way that the video was I guess, the way that Royal Caribbean wants us to see and perceive the video. Right, which is probably why they only released that angle. And I think it also goes back to prove the point that the family attorney was showing, that Sam's attorney was showing, and we'll also link to this in our show notes, but the attorney is about the similar size and stature of Mr. Anello, and he set out to recreate this scene so that he could show that it was impossible for him to stick his head out the window. Right. And it, they even went so far as to have a tape measure on the floor showing that in order for Sam's attorney, Mr. Winkleman, to be able to even reach the window with his hands, he had to have his feet seven or eight inches off of the floor. So, I mean, it's just, there's so many conflicting stories here. And I'm kind of of the mindset that you are. I wholeheartedly believe that Sam had no ill intentions when he lifted Chloe. But the mom in me is really struggling with the, the decision that he made to even think of lifting her 
regardless of whether a window was open or closed or whatever. I, I just can't fathom picking my child up to put them near what could be a window. Right. And I think in the same breath that there's still partial blame to be put on the cruise line. We have an assumption of safety. And as moms, we've had this discussion. It is our job to protect our children in all situations. And I always assume that my children are in safe environments that are created for children. Those areas should be the safest. So I just feel like this whole situation has not really had a good outcome for anybody. Nothing's really been done other than Sam getting three years of probation. And really, what good does that do? The family didn't even want him charged. Exactly. And, you know, it's like Sam was quoted to say, and and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he said, whatever they do to me, it doesn't matter. It's basically inconsequential at this point because he's living with the fact that he dropped his granddaughter and he's living with the fact that, you know, that's, he's partially to blame. I mean, again, I don't think he had any ill intentions whatsoever. This is a horrible accident. And, you know, this man has to live with this for the rest of his life. And Chloe's family has to live with this. So the fact that he was charged at all, I find that to be a little bit much. I, I don't know. I say that and I put my parents in that situation and I, I want to say I'd forgive them. And I, I would want to say that we could move forward, but my children are my world. And I don't know how that happens. I don't know how they can heal. I don't know how anybody could move forward. But certainly Chloe's family just doesn't have a choice. They have to move forward. And that's what makes this so tragic. They have to move forward without their daughter, their granddaughter, and their sister. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you join us again next week as we discover another vicious crime that happened while on destination. This has been a Last Choice podcast, where we may not have been your first choice, but we'll certainly be your last.